Welcome to the Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. of God that's in the house. Amen. I tell you, I've always said that about this church. I said, you can hear good preaching places. You can hear good singing other places. But when it comes to the presence of God, there's no place like this house. And I know you all agree with me. God just comes in. Amen. So I'm thankful to be here today. And I'm, I'm so grateful that they have asked me to, to be here and to share God's word. And I just love Pastor Hall so much. And and Sister Hall, and uh, and I thank you all. Thank you, Mike and Angie. You all have been such a rock to us for so many years, and uh, I so appreciate my pastors and and Pastor Patrick and Kimberly and John and Megan and Mount Sterling. They're just doing a phenomenal job of leading leading Mount Sterling, and it's just all good, all good. And uh, I'm just so thankful and grateful. Um, I said, nobody preaches like our Pastor Hall. You know, through the years, there's been times that uh, there was one Sunday in particular, I remember a few years back, and he preached a Sunday morning, and he preached uh, 11 o'clock service, and he was preaching on David. And he was preaching on how David ran out to the fields to take lunch to his brothers, and, and he heard how the giant was uh, defying God's army, you know, how he was just uh, making fun of their God. And and I was so there. It's like I was right there. It's like Pastor Hall preaches, and you just go there. It's like I ran out there with David. <laughs> you know, I just felt like I was. I saw that giant making fun of, of God's people and saw little David looking up to that giant and knowing that his strength was in the Lord. And, and I thought, gosh, I'm tired after church because <laughs> I was just right there with him. But, and it's, he just has a way of putting you right there in, that, in the midst. And, and then that Sunday night he preached on heaven. So we went from the battlefield to heaven. Amen? <laughs> and it's like he started describing heaven. And, I mean, my tears were just flowing. It's like, oh, my God, this place is so beautiful. And, and so I'm just very grateful for, for my uh, upbringing in the Lord. And God is faithful. So my message today, I'll go on and get into it so that uh, I won't keep us too long so we can go on and get into Sunday school. But uh, my message today is it's a setup. God will set you up. <laughs> so just a matter of you being a born-again Christian today. If we are born again and we are blood-bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, then God at one point set us up for that. Amen. Now, we could have ignored it, we could have uh, put it off, and we could have just not even gotten saved at that time. But God gave us that opportunity, amen? He set that up. He set up the night that I got saved. I was sitting on the front row of our old little church that I grew up in, and I was 21, and uh, I, had, I had been raised in church, but I went back on the Lord, and, and that night, God set me up, and I am so thankful for that setup. It's like Dad started singing Beulah Land, and my heart started pounding out of my chest, and, and it's, like the, the, it's like God just came up behind me and said, don't let him cheat you out of it this time. There had been so many times that I'd let the enemy just cheat me out of it. 
And I flung to that altar that night, and I just gave my heart to the Lord all I could, you know. And I, I got up a different person, and I'm thankful. God set me up for that. And I'm thankful that I was smart enough that time to get to that altar and give my heart to the Lord. But God sets us up so that later we can be part of his setup for somebody else. Amen? So we have people we're praying for. You have people you're praying for, situations I'm sure. But God will use us, and God will use different situations and circumstances to set it up. And we still have the... um, the choice. Are we going to obey that? Or are we going to ignore that? Or are we just going to put it off altogether as the Holy Spirit is speaking to us? So we still have a a choice whether we're going to be a part of God's setup. But let me tell you people, (laughs) we church, we are ambassadors for God. We represent Him, right? We represent the Lord. We are kings and priests, the Bible says. It says when we go and speak to people with the power of the Holy Spirit, we are representing Jesus, right? When we have Jesus living in us, then we are representing Him in body form, and by the Holy Spirit, we can draw people to God because we are part of the body of Christ. Amen? We are His workmen's workmanship. You are an open heaven in Christ to everyone that you will ever meet. Amen? We're an open heaven to everyone. God's life and power will pour out of you to minister to everyone that you talk to. If we will be a part of God's setup. Amen? So I'm going to turn to uh, Acts 10. I love how God set up Cornelius. And while he was setting him up, he was setting Peter up. So God does everything with perfection, right? So he was, he was setting all of this up at the same time. And, and I won't read it. I won't read the whole chapter because there's a lot to it. But Cornelius in uh, verse 1, he was a satyrian. Uh, he was uh, of the band called the Italian band. Verse 2, he was a devout man and one that had feared God with all of his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision, evidently, about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And then he goes on to tell him, uh, because of the alms, that a memorial was before God. And so he goes on to tell him about Peter. And then in the ninth verse, it says, On the morrow as they went, so Cornelius had his men going to Peter. So, And on the morrow as they went on their journey, they drew nigh to the city. That, so while they were going to Peter, Peter went up, up, up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. He became hungry and he would have eaten But Peter fell into a trance. So he went into a whole different realm. So God is dealing with Cornelius. Cornelius has his men going to Peter. God's dealing with Peter. And he has him going up on the rooftop. And Peter falls falls into a trance. And that is when God tells him about uh, all the the things that God's telling him. Wherein all manner of four-hooded beasts of the earth. So God was letting Peter know that things that Peter was calling unclean, that God had cleaned. So he was telling him 
And verse 15 says, what God hath cleansed, that call now, don't call that common because God has called that clean. So God was setting all of this up. So what is God setting them up for? In verse 33, it says, immediately, therefore, I sent to thee, and thou hast done well. So Peter and Cornelius gets together, and Peter's like, what did you want from me? And he said, well, just tell us what you're hearing, basically. What are you hearing from God? And then Peter opens his mouth, and he starts telling them the truth. So in verse 44, what is God setting all of this up for? Verse 44 says, While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. So God was dealing with Cornelius. Cornelius sends the men. God's dealing with Peter. They come together like God wanted them to. Peter starts to share in the word like Cornelius had wanted him to do and that God had put words in Peter's mouth to share. But what was the setup all about? It was because the Holy Ghost was coming and it fell on the Gentiles. Amen? The people that were not Jews. So thank God. God set that up. God will set us up for good. Only good stuff comes from a God set up. Amen? So you just remember that there is power in your words. We are a connection between the people that don't know the Lord and God. Now, we're not leaving Jesus out, but Jesus is in us, right? Because Jesus said, it's expedient that I go back to the Father. Amen? I won't leave you comfortless. I will give you the comforter, and I will give you the Holy Spirit. But now it's up to us to be that connection. So it's up to us to decide, am I going to be a part of God's setup? Am I going to do the things that God is setting up that I can't even see? Sometimes stuff don't make sense. But if God is speaking to us, we've got to obey that. Because good will come out of that if we will obey and listen. And we are that connection. John 14 and 12 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall you do also. And greater works than these shall ye do, because I go to the Father. So if we will just obey the Lord, God's going to do great works through us. He will do great things if we will listen and obey Him. Thank God for that. (laughs) So God wants you to be all you can be for Him because He's going to send people your way. They need what you have inside of you, right? Just like sometimes I need somebody. Iron sharpeneth iron, you know. Sometimes I need somebody just to tell me the good things about Jesus. Maybe I already know, you know. But sometimes we got to be reminded. I know there's a girl that uh, I text sometimes, and she texts me, and, you know, we're prayer partners. And and, uh, sometimes she will, uh, if she hears something, you know, in my text, like, you know, just, just boost her up, Lord. She will always end her text with, God is faithful. When mom was going through all that mom's been through, and mom's coming at the 11 o'clock service today. And, uh, but when mom was going through so much this year, and I would text Debbie, and I'd say, Debbie, I'd say, you know, here's the prayer request. And sometimes i text her, and i say, here's the praise report. But she would always say, God is faithful. 
And it's like, I know that. I know God is faithful. But sometimes I need somebody just to say, hang in there, Tina. God is faithful. He's going to get you through this. But it's all about just what, what do we want to do for the Lord? What do we want to do? This morning as I was getting ready, I thought, Lord, thank you that I'm going to minister your word today. But you know what? That should, and I said, Lord, help me. And that should be our prayer every day, right? Because some way or another, we're ministering some way every day. Because like Pastor Patrick says it a whole lot, the, the eyes are, everyone's eyes are on the bride, right? When a bride, when there's a wedding taking place, even when you're the mother of a groom, <laughs> you check out the groom, but when the bride comes in, all eyes are on that beautiful bride. So the eyes of the world are on us because we're the bride of Christ. So we are always, always looked upon. So we can always, we've always got an opportunity. Do we value the opportunity that God gives us? Or do we just, whatever. But do we value the opportunity that God gives us to, to share His Word either from a pulpit or just your basic life? Because most of the time our witnessing is just in our daily living. Amen? But the more you love Jesus, the more you want to do whatever he tells you to do. Even when it's out of your comfort zone, we always are wanting to please the Lord. Amen? Don't we want to please him? He's done so much for us, and we want to please him. But good things come from God's setups. There's healings that can take place just because we're being obedient. There's uh, captives being set free, people being delivered from whatever they need to be delivered from, if it's emotional chaos or, or uh, whatever it might be. God wants to deliver and set free. But we have to be obedient to the Lord. When we meet people, we need to meet them where they're at and just help them to take the next step. Sometimes it might be a young, young Christian, and they just need to take that next step. But we need to know where they're at spiritually so that we can help them take that next step. And you know that God will, uh, sometimes God will deliver people through our suffering. You know, we might be suffering and it might be hard and it might be, uh, you might think sometimes, God, are we ever going to get through this season? You know, there's seasons and there's, there's times that it's like, am I ever going to get through this season? Yes, if you just hold on to Jesus and cling to him, just as the song was saying this morning, he will not forsake us in our weakness. He knows where we're at. Thank God he knows where we're at. Amen? And he will not forsake us. He knows we're weak. But thank God he loves us anyway. Amen? <laughs> so I want to share with you just real quick out of Acts 16. <clears throat> God is just... So good. <laughs> we'll get a drink of water. God is just so good. In Acts 16, and you all know where I'm going probably with this, but verse 23 says, <clears throat> talking about Paul and Silas, it says, And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, he thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. He was going to make sure they weren't going to get away. And at midnight, Paul and Silas, 
prayed and sang praises. How many's ever been in the midnight, in those midnight hours, you know? Those tough hours sometimes when they were singing a while ago, I thought, God, sometimes it's been so dark in my life that I was thinking, Lord, it just seems like everything around me. But then I just have to get refocused and focus on the light, you know? And because the light of Jesus will outshine any darkness, right? The darkness runs and hides, don't it? Runs and hides wherever it can when the light is shown. But that's what we got to do. We got to focus on the light. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. Not just Paul and Silas's, but everyone's bands were loosed. Paul and Silas had been the ones that had been beaten, thrown into prison, treated terribly, And they were the ones that at midnight, they decided, hey, let's just hunker down and let's just praise and give all glory to God. They were not focused on the darkness, the the season of darkness they were in. They focused on, let's give praises to our God. So that's what we've got to do in those darkened times. We've just got to let God um, move through us. And, And praise and worship is the best way, praise and worshiping Him. Verse 30 says, and they brought them out. So the earthquake happened. All the bands were loosed. We know that the keeper of the prison, he, he thought he was going to have to kill it. He was going to kill himself because he thought all the prisoners had fled. But in verse 30, it says, and he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? God set this man up. <laughs> Amen. What a perfect setup. Through their struggle, through their beating, through their uh, being put in prison, through their struggles, God made deliverance for someone else. And God had this man set up. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. And they speak unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. So God, through his struggle, God, through their struggles, God delivered. So are we willing to let God use us in our times of struggle? You know, like I said, Mom went into the hospital February 3rd this year, and she didn't get back to her home until August 14th. She was in the hospital 54 days, came to our house for five weeks to recover, And then went back into the hospital for major colon surgery. And then she was in the hospital another 53 days. So we haven't had a fun year. (laughs) But God, amen? But God. But God. She's home now. She went home. Her her home health is saying, Miss Allen, we hate to tell you, but you don't really need us anymore. (laughs) We're not going to get to come and see you every week. But she's doing so well, and, and we're just so thankful to God. But through those struggled times in the hospital, there was times that mom said, you know, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> this is hard. I called Pastor Hall. It's, Pastor, I need you right now to pray. And he did, of course. And uh, he said, Sylvia, and I think he gave a word here. And me and mom were listening live from UK. And he said, Sylvia, God's not done. 
He said, there's two more people. I don't know who, don't know how or what, but there's two more people that you've got to touch before God's going to take you home. And mom said, all right, that's all I need. I'm ready to fight. I'm going to keep fighting. And Pastor Hall's always prayed for her. He said, God, don't let the enemy take her even one hour before she's supposed to go to heaven. (laughs) And I know she's going to live till God says it's time. Amen? And when he says it's time, if it's before Jesus comes back, we'll rejoice and celebrate that she's right there with Jesus. But through her suffering, there was times that she said, I don't understand. And I'm always try to be one that says, Mom, I know we don't understand, but God's going to get us through this. God's faithful. He's never failed us. Even when Dad passed away, God was right there, had his arms around us. We're going to get through this. But then there was one time at our house, <laughs> we were battling, battling this one thing. And I looked at her and she said, what? I said, Mom, I'm right there with you this time. I said, Lord, she's laying on the bed and we were trying to get something fixed and all this. And I said, Lord, you know, we got to have you move now. <laughs> it's not just we want you to move or we're impatient and we got to have a move now. We need you now. We're desperate. It's like your back's against the wall. you got to have God move. You might be in that situation today. You might be saying, God, the chaos in my mind, I've got to have you move. The chaos in my family, I've got to have you move. My back's against the wall. So don't give up. And the fact that you're here today, and if you're feeling that way, the fact you're here today means you're an overcomer. You didn't stay home. You didn't stay in bed. You're an overcomer. So if your back is against the wall today with the things you're going through, things that people you love are going through, don't give up. Don't give up on that. Don't stay in that. Don't leave this house today. If you've got to stay for prayer after service or you've got to stay for the 11 o'clock service or whatever you've got to do, because tonight's going to be awesome. I know tonight's going to be awesome. But you might not make it back tonight. There might be a reason that you can't get back. So if you're in that state, but going back to what we were going through that day, we just lifted our hands to the Lord. We actually did. My sister was there. We're still praying for Lisa, but I know that God's just dealing with her so much. We just lifted our hands to the Lord and said, God, we need you to move. We need you to move. And God moved. (laughs) Within, I promise you, within about 15 minutes, we figured something out. We said, let's try it. We tried it, and to this day, it works. (laughs) God moved. Yes. But you know, sometimes you just get to that point. But, you know, when, when and I'll, cl- I'll try to start closing with this, but the other day I was thinking about this message and, and about when, when we feel like, God, I'm going under. I'm, I'm going under this time. I need you. I need you, God, to move. Because I'm, I, I'm thankful because I am a positive person, and I'm thankful that I don't just, just go with whatever's going on. I go crazy and this and that. I try to just stay solid, and, God, you've got me. I know you've got me. 
But there's times that I was just so frustrated. I was like, God, you've, <laughs> we need you. We need you. And, and we get to that point. But he doesn't forsake us in our weakness. <laughs> Thank God he don't forsake us. But I was thinking on this the other day at work. I thought, I thought, God, what do we do with, when people we love? When, and, and I try to pray for people. I get a lot of texts sometimes. I'm part of a prayer group that, that we get a lot of messages, and, and we pray for people. And I thought, God, how do you, how do you tell people that, that uh, you're going to move? And, and if they feel like they're drowning, Lord, and this is what the Holy Spirit just dropped in my spirit, in my heart. He said, when, the, when you feel like you're drowning, and you're just in, in life's troubles or whatever it might be. It's like the Holy Spirit is right there to put you, even if he has to put you. This is how God speaks to me. <laughs> but he said, even if the Holy Spirit has to put your feet on his shoulders to keep you up above the water, and you've seen movies to where they keep, they, you know, the water keeps rising, but they keep rising to try to keep their, you know, till their rescue person comes or whatever. The Holy Spirit will put us on his shoulders and keep us above the water. <laughs> he will keep our head above the water if we will keep our trust in him. Amen? So praise God through our struggles, God will deliver. God will deliver us if we will keep our trust in him. If we will put our faith in him, God will deliver us and he'll deliver others right along with us. You know, sometimes people say, that's all in good, Tina. You know, I know I'm going to have a testimony in the end. I know that, that uh, God might deliver others through me, but I'm going through it now. I'm in the center of that fire now. Believe me, I know how you feel. <laughs> but, but thank God we've come out on the other side for now, and I'm grateful and thankful for that. But if you're right in the center of that fire right now. I've got something I want to read for you real quick, and then we'll close. Till the storm passes by. Out on the water, storms raging high. The waters around them were troubled that night. And fear filled their hearts, and they thought they would die. But they failed to remember that the master was nigh. And he spoke the word and the winds all stood still. Even the waters, they obeyed his will. And he conquered the storms, their storm, just like he will mine. If I just remember that he lives deep inside. So why should I worry? Why should I fear? The very same Jesus, he stays always near. He lives in my heart he hears when I cry, but if I call on his name, it says, till the storm passes by. So call on his name. Let that mighty name of Jesus be what you call upon and you run to him and you cling to him. So if you would stand with me this morning and Thank you for listening today to The Living Godcast. We trust and pray that you are blessed by today's word. If you would like to contact us for prayer or for more information about Church of the Living God, please visit our Facebook page at WinCityCOLG or give us a call at 859-745-1865.